Hi everyone, how are you Scooby Dooby doing? This is the first proper episode of my podcast. I'm very excited. We will be starting off with the What's New Scooby Doo series and the first episode of that series, which is There is No Creature Like Snow Creature. This is season one, episode one. I've now watched this episode so many times while doing this podcast that I think I'll be dreaming about it tonight. I bought all the volumes of What's New Scooby Doo. I had a couple already, so I bought the ones I was missing. So I'll be talking not only about the first episode, but other things I noticed about the Scooby Doo series that I hope you find as interesting as I do. So I've just turned on the TV and put volume one into the DVD player. The first thing immediately that I notice is the new Scooby Doo theme song. I love it so much. I love that it's different. I have so much nostalgia from my childhood listening to this song and I love it so much. The theme song was performed by Simple Plan. I like that it's a little edgier than the previous Scooby-Doo. Like the Scooby-Doo Where Are You theme song. Um, I would say the genre of this song was very pop punk. Like the music type is something that was very popular in the 2000s and you can tell that that probably helped influence them when they uh, created it. This is the um, second longest series of Scooby-Doo, the first being Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Before I start this episode, I just want to mention that if you haven't seen this episode yet, then you should because it's really good and I love what's new Scooby-Doo, but also because I will be spoiling the episode for anyone who hasn't seen it because I go into a lot of detail and talk about most aspects of this episode and also, most importantly, I also mention who the bad guy was. The episode is 21 minutes and 21 seconds, so pause the podcast and go watch this episode quickly. And then we'll start. So we start off somewhere snowy. We see what looks like a snowboarding skiing resort. The lights are starting to turn off and it looks like they're closing down for the night. We see a man who is identified as Chris Klug by Gretchen, who is another snowboarder. He decides he wants to go for one last run down the slopes as it's getting dark and starting to close and he asks Gretchen Mueller if she wants in on the last run with him. She declines and calls it tedious bravado. Chris then starts to snowboard down the slopes. I'll be honest with the music and everything, it does look pretty cool. He's obviously a pro, like I know I'd never be able to do that. However, it's short-lived as we then see the snow creature who then starts to chase Chris. Obviously, he is a pro snowboarder, so is weaving out of the way of the snow creature. We think maybe he'll get away until he looks straight at a tree, and then it moves away from the tree to the mountains, and we just hear him shout. We assume that he has gone straight into the tree as he was too preoccupied with getting away from the snow creature. Then we get the opening theme. In the opening theme, we see an old house which looks haunted and um, a bit derelict, really. And the gang run out of it looking scared and followed by quite a lot of bats. The cutscenes with the gang running with different background colours is iconic. And I think the colours work really well as the Mystery Machine colours, um, which also flows well to the Mystery Machine, which is seen next. Um, I like that the characters look bright, they aren't dull, they aren't dark colours. I find in the older Scooby-Doo series, um, there are a lot of darker colours and shades. And while I think it works, I like that What's New Scooby-Doo is brighter and colourful. 
I think this may have to do with the fact that this was the first Scooby-Doo series that was animated using paint and digital ink. Traditionally, the previous Scooby-Doo series used cell animation. Not only is this series a lot brighter and more colourful than previous incarnations of Scooby-Doo, we also see a noticeable change in the gang's clothes in an effort to be more modern. Fred has ditched his ascot, as has Daphne. Fred now wears a white jumper with a chunky blue stripe across the middle of it. Daphne's dress, although still purple, is different from the usual design of her dress. Thelma, Shaggy and Scooby don't appear to have been changed that much. Although we do see the gang wearing different clothes when needed. Like in this episode, we see them wearing warmer clothes with coats as well. We also see Velma use a computer in the opening theme, which also points to the fact that this is modernised. Fred is driving the gang to Wilkinson's snowboarding open. He's excited because he's a huge fan of snowboarding and can't wait to meet his heroes. Shaggy and Scooby are excited to eat lots of winter snacks, including hot cocoa, which I'll be honest is definitely a favourite of mine. In his excitement, Fred fails to notice his sat-nav is taking him the wrong way, even though Velma, who is holding a map, points it out. Fred is convinced his sat-nav is fine until it breaks down. It seems like Fred decides to follow Velma's directions when Daphne pulls down the monitor in the mystery machine showing the news, which is about the snowboarding open. The monitor in the mystery machine shows modern technology. It's very common to have screens on the back of seats in the car for the kids in the back to watch films and keep them quiet during long drives. This is another way that the show is more modern by bringing in modern technology from around the time the episodes came out something that the previous Scooby-Doo films obviously couldn't do due to the lack of technology or the fact that we had more advancements since then. Fred is too busy watching the screen instead of the road and they soon see the mystery machine about to crash into them. Fred then skillfully dodges them and parks the mystery machine in a bay at the same time. This is how you know it's a cartoon because in real life it's not that easy to park in a bay like that. No matter how good of a driver Fred is, which if he looks at a screen instead of the road, how good can he be? I have to mention Scooby getting covered in snow as well, like only to shake his head, and the snow left his eyebrows and a beard like Santa. I do kind of like it when that happens, but it doesn't happen in real life, you just get cold. <laughs> Um, the, gang's, the gang are conveniently in the right place to hear the news reporter, Nancy Chang, ask Bruce Wilkinson about how the high-profile gains will be affected by the absence of Chris Klug, who was injured under mysterious circumstances. Bruce then mentions a million dollars is at stake and the other competitors will be hungry for victory. This is already a clue for the gang for what could be a motive for the snow creature. The gang decide to talk to Chris Klug. While they're talking about the snow creature, Scooby and Shaggy eat all of Chris, Chris's gift baskets. And Fred gets to meet Avalanche Anderson, who starred in old snowboarding movies that Fred used to watch as a child and is one of his childhood heroes. Avalanche doesn't believe in the monster and backhandedly accuses Chris of faking it to quit. The gang then decide to, to look for clues. We see the gang with an outfit change. Fred is wearing a coat which has a similar design as his usual jumper and blue trousers with a white stripe down the side of the leg and a blue woolly hat. Daphne has a very cute outfit. She has a purple coat with a belt and she's wearing a pink turtleneck underneath. She's wearing skin tight purple trousers and purple snow boots. I love her outfit like so much. She also seems to have a furry, a white furry headband instead of her usual purple headband. 
I love purple, so I'll be honest, I'm so jealous of her outfit. Shaggy's wearing a green coat with yellow gloves and a yellow hat. His trousers are the same, but his shoes seem to be a lot bigger and greyer. Scooby looks the same as well. And Velma looks like a bowling ball because of the amount of layers that she has on. But honestly, we can only see her orange thick puffer coat and orange bobble hat with a red scarf and red gloves. She also has red trousers. I like that although clearly different from their original outfits, they still have their signature colours as well. They hide from the news reporter and notice a shifty figure. This leads them to an abandoned ski jump, which of course the monster decides to appear and go after them. Fred immediately says that it's probably a guy in a mask like normal, until Shaggy points out that the monster is see-through and no one's inside. Fred doesn't look where he's going and he falls down a snowy hill and breaks his leg. We're then introduced to the grumpy trail manager, who isn't very pleased to see the gang and dismisses Velma when she mentions a snow creature. He promptly becomes a suspect after their meeting. Velma also has a cold, despite being the most dressed character, literally bundled in clothes. So both Fred and Velma are now out of action. Fred more so than Velma currently. The gang, minus Fred, checks out Theodore, the trail manager's cabin. Velma finds a clue that Theodore was a skiing champion, which, is, which had his run cut short by a snowboarder. A grudge, maybe? Definitely a motive for the snow creature, but we don't know who's behind it yet. The snow creature turns up again, but goes past the gang, doesn't seem to see them, and we then see Avalanche Anderson on the floor shouting, Help! Monster! The doctor says his ankle is tender, but he seems to refuse going to the hospital for x-rays. Is he just sad about being out of the competition, or is he hiding something? We also find out, with the big-name snowboarders being injured, that Bruce Wilkinson is having sponsors pull out of the games. There's not really a motive for Bruce to have a creature destroy his games and causing his sponsors to pull out, so I say he's no longer a suspect. Shaggy and Scooby are clueless to who the decoy snowboarder is going to be when Fred's leg is busted, but of course Shaggy is being used as unwilling live bait for the creature. A common theme I keep noticing is Shaggy and Scooby getting covered in snow. It's happened a couple times now, which I think um, shows, again, the use of Shaggy and Scooby in physical comedy. Slapstick comedy is used a lot when it comes to Shaggy and Scooby's characters and is a common theme throughout the show. This Scooby-Doo series is directed towards children, but also younger children. And although the show can be enjoyed by all ages, the films are rated U, as is this series in the UK which is universal it means all ages can watch I do think children really enjoy the silliness and funniness of slapstick comedy and that the Scooby-Doo writers play on this a lot it's funny to see I'm not complaining because it's funny but I think it's interesting the different steps taken to create this show uh, and you can understand the reason behind certain choices we, we see this again when Shaggy is pushed down the hill on his snowboard although he's actually not a a bad snowboarder until he sees the monster. Scooby then saves Shaggy until they get to water and then cut then cuts through the ice and uses his tail as a propeller. This is another use of physical comedy, more commonly used in cartoons like the Looney Tunes. Wilkinson is broke. Velma tells us he is selling off big chunks of his empire to pay off his creditors. Velma comically sneezes so hard that in her swivel chair she rolls straight into the next room and is put on bed rest. Fred says the hotel have some old snowboarding movies to watch. Fred and Daphne see a creepy guy leaving the abandoned ski jump. Fred, who is clearly injured, 
and has one leg in a cast, decides he's going to investigate. Which, I mean, if Daphne hadn't stopped him, I seriously have no idea how he would have managed to get all the way up to the abandoned ski jump in a wheelchair or crutches. We also get to see Daphne on her own. This shows us her new side of becoming more active and independent. Although we see the monster go after her, instead of being a damsel in distress, she fights back and gets away. We also see her resourcefulness, a hairdryer in her bag. I mean, she has some pretty helpful things in her bag. Although it doesn't actually help melt the monster, um, but it does help the gang to know that the snow creature isn't made of snow and does eventually help her get away. I like seeing this side of Daphne, she's more daring, but she's still herself while doing it, like riding a purple snow scooter mobile and using her purple hairdryer in her purple handbag. Also, classic Scooby and Shaggy in a kitchen cooking food slash eating food. They always know their way to a kitchen. The gang talk about their suspects. Velma mentions Nancy Chang, who's hungry for ratings. Daphne mentions Bruce Wilkinson, a billionaire with no money. Shaggy mentions the snowboarder's motive is the money. Scooby also reminds them of Theodore and the mystery sneak in the shadows. Also, more slapstick comedy, with Velma sneezing so hard the lampshade gets thrown onto Scooby's head. Then we see Fred move his crutches, almost hitting Shaggy, but luckily he moved in time. Scooby and Shaggy become live bait again, but this time to trap the snow creature. The snow creature chases them, Velma sneezes again and pulls the rope too early, causing Scooby and Shaggy to trip over it, which then moves the barrels from their location, which would have landed on them, but they move away in time, and they fall just before the monster, which crashes through the barrels. The monster chases Scooby and Shaggy, I love the chase scenes, the music through them is always good, and Scooby and Shaggy always manage to make the chase scenes funny. They wave at the monster, which causes the monster to wave back and let go of the rope they were holding and fall, which is so stupid that it's funny, especially as children, when the bad guy slash the monster did this or something like this, it would make me laugh. Even though Fred's trap failed, the monster is still captured because it breaks down from falling down the slope. If you haven't watched this episode yet, I'm about to spoil it for you. Like I haven't already. Um, Velma removes what looks like a chip from the snow creature. The snow creature is a fake, a remote controlled monster. They then notice the mystery sneak and Velma, who has been comically, who has been doing comically loud sneezes this whole episode is pointed towards the mystery sneak and causes an avalanche, which is ironic as the bad guy is Avalanche Anderson. Velma wasn't surprised being ill and watching old snowboarding movies helped her realize that Avalanche Anderson was using some of the special effects that he was around when he was creating some of those movies. We see Daphne, Scooby and Shaggy looking for clues without Fred and Velma due to Fred breaking his leg and Velma catching a cold. However, Velma was still helping find clues just by watching the snowboarding films and collecting all the clues from everyone else's findings to hypothesise who the real culprit was. Velma also ultimately leads to the culprit being caught for sneezing so loud she caused an avalanche. I really sympathise with Velma because I have been sneezing randomly all day and yesterday, with the sun out. I think I may have hay fever, although I don't think I'll be causing an avalanche anytime soon. Also, we see a virtual reality helmet and gloves, which we use to control the monster, which is more modern technology being brought into the show to modernize it. 
I like that we see Fred call the authorities, which I'm assuming is the police in this case, and also the National Snowboarding Commission. At least we see that there are consequences to the actions taken by Avalanche Anderson, and that very likely now his career is definitely over. Just have to mention that Shaggy is scared by Scooby-Doo pretending to be the monster using its head as a mask, something we will see quite often. Also, physical comedy again. But he all, he somehow trumps all the other championship snowboarders just by sheer fear and wins the competition. If Shaggy's fear causes him to have some type of superhuman abilities, or at least enhances his abilities, I think the gang should be more concerned with bottling that up and selling it. He doesn't win the million dollars, which I think, if they did, would probably ruin the dynamic of the gang and drastically change the show, so it's probably best that they didn't get the money. We still end on a happy note though, laughing, and we get to hear Scooby-Doo do his classic Scooby-Dooby-Doo catchphrase at the end of the episode. And then the end credits. This is just a silhouette of the gang running away from what I assume is probably a monster, but we can't see them, with a background of a turquoisey teal kind of blue, a lime green, and what looks like a coral pink, although I think maybe an orange. Okay, so this was the first episode of What's New Scooby-Doo. My best bit was probably when Daphne goes off to the abandoned ski lodge. Fred is about to say it's too dangerous for a girl, but she interrupts him and finishes his sentence for him, and it's a nice bit of girl power. I like that we see Daphne flying solo. It was nice to see as a kid that girls could still do as much as boys, but she did it her way. Also, not immediately being scared and trying to fight the monster off, even if it was with her hairdryer, and then use it to move the snow above them and get away. Also, I have to add, I love all the Scooby and Shaggy kitchen scenes. They always make me hungry. I would say the opening credits would probably be one of my best bits, but then I'd pick that for every episode, so <laughs> can't pick that one. Also, it's a rad, rad world. It's such a tune. I love it for the chase scene. It's fun and has its fast tempo, perfect for the silliness of the chase and the fast pace of it. The worst bit was probably the fact that they put so much emphasis on Velma wearing so many layers to stop getting ill, and then she gets a cold, and they use her sneezing as a cheap laugh a lot. Also, Theodore's character was just used as a red herring, so we all thought he was a monster because of his dream of being a champion skier was over, but then we don't really hear any more from him, and at the end he's still a grump who's the trail manager, and we never really find out much else about this his character. The funniest bit was the sat-nav getting it wrong and saying, welcome to your sunshine destination, while they're in the middle of snow. But also when they almost drive into the news reporter, Nancy Chang, probably because it was so stupid and I just thought it was funny. My favourite supporting character this episode was Chris Klug. He seemed really nice and friendly to the gang. He seems to take his snowboarding seriously and you can see he loves what he does and gets genuinely excited doing it. He's signing autographs and listens to Fred going on about his favourite moves that Chris has done. He also reminds Shaggy that he's still in the contest so that he can compete even if he decides he doesn't want to. He just seems like an overall nice guy so he's my favourite supporting character this episode. Okay, so this is the end of my first podcast episode. Thank you for listening. I wonder if you thought the same as my best, worst and funniest bits. Was Chris Clue your favourite supporting character this episode? Whether you agreed or disagreed, I'd love to know your thoughts about this episode. And I may even feature them in my next episode. The next episode will be Season 1, Episode 2, Space Ape at the Cape. 
so get ready to listen to the next podcast. If you want to ask any questions or even just mention anything you liked about this episode, you can go to my website, meddlingpodcasts.com. That's M-E-D-D-L-I-N-G-P-A-W-D-C-A-S-T-S.com. Or you can email me at feedback at meddlingpodcasts.com. I'd love to hear any of your thoughts about Scooby-Doo, whether it's this episode, another episode, or just Scooby-Doo in general. Bye everyone and stay groovy.